0: (laughs) Welcome to another episode of the Canyon Studios Podcast. I am your host, Gianni, and I'm excited about this episode. I know I say that every single week, but I think I keep getting more excited each time I get the privilege of speaking with someone and having someone on the show. This week, we're going to learn all about branding and marketing and what the difference is in the two because I have... Uh, really a an incredible marketer here That's been doing this for a while So she knows her stuff um, So stay tuned um, for today's guest As we jump into I don't even know what episode this is Of the Canis Studios Podcast What would Oprah do?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> WWOD
0: <laughs> What would Oprah do? <laughs> or who else used to be? Or what would Howard Stern do? No, I like Oprah better Yeah, better than Howard Stern. He's kind of inappropriate. A little
1: more dignified.
0: Let's just sit nighttime.
1: Yeah. <laughs> D- different not. That, that's a case of really knowing your audience. Yeah.
0: I used to... All right, guys. Listen, we are here back with another episode of the Canyon Studios podcast. And it's the portion where I get to introduce our lovely guest. Um, it's hard to put my next guest into words, but if I had to think of something, it would be someone that is truly genuine and authentic. Um, someone that knows their stuff in marketing because they are people that know their stuff in marketing are few and far between, right? That really know their stuff. And so she's worked in so many different aspects of it, corporate. Um, now she has her own marketing company. And so, I'm excited for y'all to hear from her today. Please welcome Ms. Katie Burr. Thanks Hell for having
1: hi. me. Yeah, I'm excited to be here.
0: Yes, um, I'm excited for you to be here. Um, we oh, let's see. When did we meet? Three, four months
1: ago? Yeah. Um, it feels like a lot longer. Yeah, it was like January. <laughs> yeah.
0: What month? Okay, so five. Wait, what month? We? We're yeah, yeah, almost six months. Yeah. Yes, and we met at a business club. Um, and we met, we started a conversation and someone interjected very awkwardly, um, and asked me a very inappropriate question. They asked me how much did I charge for something like in the middle of a business club? Yeah. And I remember that was how me and Katie bond. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Like, because ugh. you found me. Oh yeah. I beelined it to you <laughs> after one of the meetings. <laughs> I was like her, I want to meet her.
0: <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about you though. Okay. um, so if you were to compare your live journey to a movie <laughs> What movie would it be? Let's see if I know this movie.
1: Um, well, I love Bull Durham.
0: Bull okay. I'm going way back. Okay. I
1: love Bull Durham. I think it's hilarious. Okay. I also really like, um, like the mockumentary kind of movies. <laughs> so like best of show okay <laughs> waiting for like the christopher guest kind of thing okay okay um i like funny i like really witty writing okay yeah
0: so do you watch the office
1: i do and i love it okay good Whew. i do and i love it i yeah. like parks and rec is hilarious to me
0: okay <clears throat> have you watched abbott elementary
1: yes and i love it
0: yes. <laughs> Second question. Okay. I feel like this is going to be harder than the first question. So imagine you're meeting, I put 10-year-old self, but just say your younger self. Younger self, yeah. What, what advice or what would you want to say to your younger self?
1: I would say, this is one I thought a lot about. So I would say don't lose track of the things that bring you joy. Mm-hmm. Right? So like find ways to continue doing those things mm-hmm. in your life. In your future life as an adult. Okay. Right? Because I think it's really easy as an adult to get wrapped up in the, I have to be doing this, this is what makes money, like, this is what's expected of me, and you can kind of just go through the motions. Right. Very easily. And lose track of, like, you know, you you take a step back and you look back and you're like, "Mm, where did that go? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can you pinpoint to something specific that brings you joy yeah I maybe like, you stop doing i like
1: making things mm-hmm. and i don't want to say crafting because i hate the idea of being like a middle-aged woman who crafts <laughs> like scrapbooks <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not a scrapbooker <laughs> but i like to make things i like to look at things and go that's pretty i bet i could make that mm-hmm. i want to figure out how to make that mm-hmm. so like when i was a kid I used to like hole myself up in my bedroom with the highlights magazines Mm -hmm. and they had like those little projects Mm -hmm. and I would spend hours Mm -hmm. just making those projects and I would make five, six, seven, eight of the same thing and then try to sell them.
0: Little yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I used to watercolor paint as a tropical fish. Watercolors. Do they still make watercolors? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like things like yeah. that where, like if I had kind of connected the dots maybe earlier in my career mm-hmm. of, oh, you really liked doing these kinds of things, like what was the intrinsic value you found in doing those things? Yeah. Then I might have been able to incorporate that into my career more early on instead of like, kind of fumbling to kind of figure out what I wanted to do.
0: Hmm. What do you think makes us lose that?
1: Um, I think expectations and just like the pressure to like survive.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: Not everything that you enjoy doing is going to be profitable, <laughs> right? Yep. But it's figuring out what are the things that you like about doing those things that you could transfer over. That's to true. Else, right.
0: Everyone could not be Bob Ross. Right. And have a TV show. Right. Like, I'm not
1: going to be a watercolor artist. (laughs) Like, that's just A, I'm not good enough. And B, I'm just not convinced that that's going to pay the bills. (laughs) But (laughs) what did I enjoy about doing that? Yeah. The challenge of trying to figure out how to do it. You know, the the joy of seeing something created that wasn't there before.
0: I think that's a good point because I think we're in. I don't know. There's, like, this shift right now that's, like, turn everything you do and, and make it monetiza- monetizable. Monetize.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if
0: that's a word, but.
1: <laughs> Mo- monetize it.
0: <laughs> yes. Monetize every single thing you do, and I think it's okay to, like, create. Maybe there is, like, this sacred thing that you enjoy doing, like, watercoloring, and it's just something you enjoy doing. You're not trying to make it a yeah thing that makes money. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now let's put our adult hats on. All right, let's get serious. Let's get. (laughs) What would Oprah do? What would you say you do here? Yeah. Okay, so marketing, branding, branding, marketing. Some people think it's the same thing, but it's not. No. So from someone that has been doing marketing um, and has a lot of experience, could you explain the difference between the two?
1: Yeah, so I think, uh, well, first of all, one supports the other Mm -hmm. and vice versa, but they are two different things. And I think of brand as the like who you are Mm -hmm. as opposed to marketing, which is the how you do business, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you drive revenue Mm -hmm. versus branding being like intrinsically, what do you stand for? How do Mm -hmm. you talk to people? What kind of experience do people have mm-hmm. when they interact with your business? Um, and you use marketing to build awareness for your brand. Yeah. And to drive sales. Okay. So think of it like when you ask somebody professionally, like, what do you do for a living? Yeah. Right? Right. Well, that doesn't define them and who they are as a person. That's how they make money. Right. (laughs) I mean, for some people, maybe. But (laughs) for most people, that's how they make money. It's not who they are as a person. So just like, you know, marketing, it would be kind of like their profession. Brand is who they are as a person.
0: I like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you think that a new business should start with branding or marketing first?
1: Uh, generally, yes, I do think they should start with branding. I think there's a certain amount of test and learn that you have to do before you start a business to make sure that it's actually going to be a viable business. Yeah. And I don't think you have to have your branding in place to do that. Yeah. Um, but that's like very early stages kind of stuff. Once you get past that, I do think your very next thing needs to be figuring out what your brand is.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Because that's going to drive a lot of things around, like I said, where are you going to show up? Right? Yeah. How are you going to interact with people? How are you going to talk about your business? What words are you going to use? Yeah. What visually are people going to remember right. about you? So think like your logo, your color palette, your fonts, your things like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. One question that came to mind when you said that was, um, you know, the difference in a personal brand and then a business brand, right? Yeah. So you just said that a brand isn't necessarily, it doesn't necessarily define the person, right? But I guess in for a personal brand maybe or a business brand, there can be like a separation in the two. When we go to these business networking events, most of us are business owners and they're representing the business brand. Yeah, But there's a small aspect of the personal brand too a little bit. Would you say maybe? I don't know. Well, well,
1: I think the people that you hire and who you are driving Mm -hmm. the business Mm -hmm. is a part of the brand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about when you hire people for a business. Like, Mm -hmm. you're very intentional about the personality Mm -hmm. and the characteristics and the skills of that person. Right. And how they're going to represent and push your business and your brand forward. So, yeah, to a certain extent, they're all kind of related. Yeah. And there are some people that are, like, solo entrepreneurs and they are a hundred percent driving their brand right and that's okay
0: right that's true because I I think for me I struggle with right we have Canon Studios the business brand but then there's like every people know Gianni they know Gianni has Canon Studios but they're thinking of me first and so whenever I do go to create content I'm like how do I separate the two because I don't want everything on my personal feed Or everything that I say to constantly talk about Canon Studios. So that was just a thought that, you know, I had kind of the separation in the two. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm always a fan of separating the two. Yeah. Just because at the end of the day, you want people to remember your business. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to like you and they're going to know you, but it's nice to have a little bit of separation. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, separating the personal brand from the business brand I think is crucial um, because you have to have a brand outside of just the business because as I mentioned with Canaan Studios or whatever, you know, I don't think the company is going to stay Canaan Studios forever. The name, the name may change, but even be be, Yeah. I'll (laughs) always be Gianni. I'll always have (laughs) things within my personal brand that won't be attached to Canaan Studios. So it's almost like treating it like another, I don't know another person. I don't know. However you want yeah, to call it. Well, I mean, but... think of
1: it this way. There are people who have multiple businesses. Yeah. that have distinct brands.
0: Exactly. So from your perspective, what are three untapped marketing strategies or tactics that small businesses often overlook?
1: All right. So the first one is not Marketing per se, Mm -hmm. but it is understanding your financials Mm -hmm. in your business, right? So, understanding what's your conversion rate Mm -hmm. (laughs) on people that are leads that actually convert to sales, yeah, right? What is your total lifetime value of a potential client? How long does it take you to close a deal if you're a service based business, yeah, right? Like, so, what are some of those metrics that are that are going to drive your finances and your revenue. Like, if you don't know those things, you don't know how to adjust your marketing plan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, are you running a business or are you running a hobby? Yeah. Because if you're not paying attention to the numbers and the financials behind it, Mm -hmm. there's a good chance you're you're just running a hobby.
0: (laughs) That is true. So maybe for those that are... unfamiliar with what LTV or lifetime value is what is that
1: yeah so it is over the span of a customer's time doing business with you mm-hmm. how much revenue do they generally bring in okay right so if you in that and that will help you understand like the types of clients that you want to bring in yeah and how many more clients you need to yeah. bring in yeah <laughs> to reach your goals right <laughs> and, okay you know It also helps with understanding, you know, things like loyalty programs. And that's one of the other things that I wanted to talk about as far as, like, untapped is, like, loyalty and referral programs. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like, how do you incentivize people?
0: Those still work they work yeah
1: they work yeah yeah but yeah. if you don't understand the value of your client like you're not going to put emphasis on incentivizing them that's true and you're not going to know what the financial return on that incentivate incentivization yeah. is that a word we're gonna make Incentiv- it <laughs> Oh, what that financial incentive is man it's not a good talking day <laughs>
0: We will call that a word. Yeah. <laughs> Just
1: I have like bad that. hair days and I have bad talking days too.
0: <laughs> well, I said monetizable and I'm pretty sure that is not a word. Keeping it's it, going to be one today. Keeping it real. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I think you named yeah. two. Okay, yes. So yeah.
1: the third one is email marketing. Yes. <laughs> so I think a lot of people jump on the social bandwagon. And completely overlook email marketing.
0: Let's dig into that because guilty. Okay,
1: <laughs> guilty. Yeah. Are you speaking to me? <laughs> you are. It's just
0: me and you. I don't even care who's listening right now.
1: Yeah. So I think social is is very feels very accessible. It's free for most people to get on there, create a profile, and start communicating with people. Um, And there's just a lot of hype around it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but email marketing—if you are—if you are collecting email addresses, first of all, those are those are warmer leads than people who are following you on social media. It means they've raised their hand and said, "I want to hear from you." Yeah. Yeah. So they value you to some degree. Yeah. Um, and they convert higher at a higher rate. Emails do. Yeah. And so, so when you think of like a a sales funnel, Mm -hmm. there are certain marketing tactics you do that are top-of-the-funnel activity, meaning they're not really... They're more around awareness. Okay. Right? And as you get deeper into the funnel, the rate of conversion, theoretically, should be higher. Right. So email is not as high on top of the funnel as mm-hmm. social media. Because you're going to have a bunch of people that will follow you on social media because they like your photos, but they're not going to interact with you. Mm-mm. They're probably not going to go to your website, and they're probably not going to buy from you. Right. But if they have signed up for your email... Then they're gonna probably, most of the time, read that email, and they're gonna be more likely to actually take action from yeah. the email,
0: unless you spam them,
1: unless you're ridiculous in your <laughs> marketing strategy, <laughs> your email. That's how Bed strategy. Bath
0: and Beyond was. Yeah. it's like, if you send me another twenty percent off coupon, listen.
1: <laughs> and how expensive was their DMs? I mean direct mail sorry direct yeah like i felt like every few weeks i was getting something in my mailbox that's how i feel about
0: costco but i feel like costco has a lot more profit margin than
1: yeah and their
0: clients i feel like the client the audience of costco is a little bit older
1: they are yeah so they
0: probably want the but i don't get anything
1: in the mail from costco
0: because you're not older
1: oh no i haven't thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause my parents get it and my yeah. parents get paper yeah. coupons from Kroger. I don't get paper coupons no. until I asked the lady at Kroger. I was like, why don't I get paper coupons? She was like, well, Kroger knows your behavior and they know you use digital coupons. Yeah. They said your parents probably don't use digital coupons, yeah. which is why they're getting anywho. Yeah. So yeah, that's another yeah. testament to knowing your audience.
1: I get aggravated anytime I get mail from anybody. <laughs> It's just don't one more thing I have to keep up with. Ka- and don't I, send Katie yeah, Christmas cards. Okay, <laughs> no, i'm just kidding. Send you a digital. I- t- I'll accept cards. Okay, I accept cards. Okay. <laughs> Although my mom tells me I'm very like unsentimental. She can't believe that she raised me because she's a very sentimental person. Mm. But I will read a card and immediately throw it away. <laughs> you know what the- am I going to uh- do with that? Like unless you've taken the time to like actually write me a thoughtful note. Yeah. Like, if you just sign your name on a hallmark card, like. Thank you. I mean, I appreciate it. But, like.
0: I think it depends on the person. Cause I don't know. I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, this is going to sound really bad. But I'm like, don't get me. Like, I'd almost rather you not get me a card. Because yeah. I feel bad about throwing away. With the exception of my granny. My granny, she's she's passed away now. But, like, I've kept every single card of hers. Yeah. Um, because you could see just over the years, like when she was in pretty good health to when it started declining, how her handwriting changed. And so for me, I will keep those. Everybody else's, sorry.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's not that I don't appreciate the thought. Me either. In the moment, I absolutely appreciate it. and It's like, what do you do with them? But it's like, I can't, I don't like to harbor stuff forever. I'm just not that, I'm not wired that way. Some people don't let go of anything. i like... How can I clean this out? How can I streamline this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I'm with you. I am. I'm glad to know that we share the same philosophy thoughts. on cards. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know the purpose. I feel I
1: like we should have a podcast where we just talk about fun stuff. <laughs> just pin it Let's
0: put a pin in that. We should like nostalgia, fun stuff. Yeah, you're giving me an idea.
1: Or also awkward social interactions
0: (laughs) because one of the things that we are starting right so people can come in here and we have some people that record this is a soft plug for Canon studios and i can do that because it's mine (laughs) um one of the things that's kind of on our vision board to launch to is like a podcast network and so basically that would be shows that we kind of have full control over in Mm -hmm. a sense so getting sponsorships and monetizing it because any podcast that's on the podcast network, we do want to turn it into a business. Oh, so, so works. Okay. from what I know, and I'm only going based off of a guy that I heard that has a podcast network. So, I'm sure there's a million different ways in which it can run, but essentially, it's almost like a like a record label. Yeah. So you have, but you have to be specific about the niches in which your podcast network right. is. So theirs is probably all crime, like true crime related, or some
1: some yeah spin off mm-hmm. of that.
0: Um, so you know, for us, ours would be like, okay, when, what are we going to focus on and then build podcasts around, <clears throat> excuse me, around that. And yeah. so, but yeah, um, you know, you create, depending on what the goals are for the podcast, you, you are really going out there and marketing each podcast individually. Um, you know, there might be some people that want to speak and get paid for that. And so the podcast network is he- helping to, create this platform that then they can go and use on another platform. I mean, there's just yeah. so many different things yeah. you can do. You can get sponsors, um, you know, literally people that are like, hey, I have this merchandise I want to put right here, or just mm-hmm. sponsors that are shouted out during the show um, that pay for ad. Yep. I mean, there's so many yep. different things you can do. So that's kind of one of the things that we envision ourselves that's doing. That's really cool. Um, but I know it's, it's a lot of detail that goes into it and a lot of, Like, legality things, too. Um, And it's, I think, just based on kind of what we've researched, because, in a sense, if we're in control of everything, right, like, what happens if there's this outside opportunity or just whatever. So, that's that's one of the things that we're, nobody around here is, I've heard, is doing that. So, I think it would be cool, like, shows that we really believe in Mm -hmm. and that we want to, that we think would, would do great. Yeah. Um, creating kind of support for that. So
1: I think it would be super cool to have a podcast. I don't. I like the idea of it. Maybe we should talk later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I've always thought it would be fun to be to do podcasting, but there's I know there's more to it than just the fun. <laughs> so
0: I would say there's a lot of podcasts. A lot of people ask me, why am I focusing on podcasts? And the true purpose behind it is there are, I think, the last... There's like several million podcasts, right? I don't remember how many million. But there's not a lot of good podcasters. Yeah. And so I really have a passion. I'm not saying I'm the best podcaster, but I strive to be. Mm-hmm. And so I study it a lot. And so my goal is is for that anybody that I work with... Um, or talk to or whatever that I help them become the best podcaster in whatever their yeah. respective fields is, because there's a lot of people out here that just have garbage podcasts, Yeah. Um, or there's a lot of people that have a lot of potential, but just aren't really aren't good podcasters. Right. And so, um, so maybe they're
1: more of the producer.
0: Yeah. And so I think what makes Oprah great is she has great questions. Yeah. She can ask like you can ask somebody, so how did you grow up? Everybody's going to ask that. I could Google that and find mm-hmm. it, right? But finding, like, kind of weaving and seeing, like, what's a different way that I can ask that, that maybe we'll get an answer out of you that's different than you yeah. would hear on X, Y, Z. You yeah. know, just things like yeah. that. So that's truly what I'm, like, passionate about yeah. is making, make.
1: That's the, it's the art of interviewing, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I also- so
0: I don't know how we got that far.
1: We got farther. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Good so the three <laughs> recap
0: on the three untapped marketing stress yes. tactics okay. for okay. me.
1: So understand your financials understand and what's driving financials. it, loyalty and referral programs to incentivize your, your customers and clients and email marketing, email marketing. I think those are un- underutilized. Yeah, things. I
0: need to do email marketing really bad and I feel like we could be pretty successful at it. Cause we have a lot of people just that we see at the business clubs that listen to the podcast. So I think I just, I just struggle with what content do I need to put in the email? Yeah.
1: Well, you guys are in a great kind. I think any content rich kinds of businesses are great for email marketing because you can stay in front of people Mm -hmm. on a regular basis by providing value through Mm -hmm. content more than you have to sell. Right. Like, so you Um, want to, you want to, essentially you're priming people mm -hmm. by providing value and Mm -hmm. information so that when you do send an email out, that's like asking for a sale, they're primed and ready. They're more inclined to take action because they value what you've been giving them. I see. It's, it's the concept of serve, 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 sale. Gary Vaynerchuk has a great book on social media about that same concept.
0: Is it the book that's yellow? What's the... It's even- the jab jab. Oh, no, I don't have that one i have Bright another one he wrote it's in yellow i don't remember the i name like of it. i like gary i do too even with mm-hmm. the cursing that yeah. is to me that is like and this dude another thing i like about him he's super authentic in my opinion mm-hmm. i don't know him personally he still goes to garage sales and sells stuff oh, yeah. on ebay oh
1: yeah i
0: told my dad we should do he's that he's a
1: scrounger it's hilarious to me <laughs> he's
0: like there's no reason why you should be making money
1: yeah i'm like he says, does... dad we're going to garage sales <laughs> And he doesn't need to do it. He does it for the joy of it. It brings him personal satisfaction and joy to do it. And he's a multimillionaire. And he goes to garage sales to find stuff to flip.
0: I am I it told my up. dad about it. I was like, Dad, I have a business idea. I called him like a few weeks ago. He was like, okay. My dad is usually up for whatever, Yeah. but he's very analytical. I'm like, we're going to go to garage sales and find stuff and then sell it on eBay. He was like, we're going to do what? What? <laughs> well, what? Come again? He's like, why garage sales? Why can't we go to the <laughs> store? And I'm like, because you can't find. It's like, all about cool the margins, Dad. <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, how are you going to know which garage sales to go to? And like, how do yeah. you know they're going to...
1: Yeah. Dad. So the thing I like about Gary, <laughs> Gary V, is that, um, a buddy Gary V is that yeah. he's very real about it, yeah. right? He's like, yes, he focuses on the financials. Like, is it a smart decision? Mm-hmm. But he's very real about you have, it's not easy. You mm-hmm. still have to show up and do the work and be consistent about it.
0: I'm going to start doing it for real. I feel like that would bring me joy and it will also give me like a little like bit of nostalgia.
1: Well, I did a little e-bang a couple months ago yeah because I was moving and I didn't there was stuff I wanted to get rid of yeah I didn't want to bring with me in the move and but I didn't want to like just donate because it it was nice it was really valuable stuff yeah I think somebody like I had a set of dishes I have way too many linens and dishes for some reason my mom thinks I'm hosting like (laughs) massive dinner parties (laughs) And always convinces me, either buys it for me or convinces me that I need another set of dishes. So this was actually my very first set of dishes. And it yeah. was, I had been holding on to them because they were really nice. Williams-Sonoma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? Those are timeless. Yeah, they they were beautiful, timeless, transferware, and um, red. Everybody likes red for yeah. kitchen and dining. So I, I've been, I sold them. I sold my dishes on eBay.
0: Did you tell your mom? I did.
1: I did. Touch. She was okay with it. Okay. I mean, they got it for me. It was a graduation gift from college, so. Okay. For when I, like, moved out on my own, for real. Okay. So. It's impressive that you
0: still had them in good shape. Oh, yeah. But they're Williams-Sonoma, so. I'm
1: obsessed. I And I am also obsessed with dishes. Like, every time I see dishes that I like, I'm like, oh, I could use those. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. You just like them. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with linens, bed linens, dining linens. Blank, see. Blankets. Oh, my collection of blankets.
0: blankets. Yeah, I have a lot of blankets it's... and a lot of coffee mugs.
1: Yes. I'm a big fan of mugs and water bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Great All father right. for my dad to make fun of me.
0: <laughs> you just confirmed it. I'm going yeah. to a garage sale this weekend. Okay. Now you've just given me some ideas. So if you see me in person. <laughs> if I show up at on... your garage sale. At your garage sale or if I ask you do you want to be on my email list in person <laughs> just do it
1: just do it
0: okay <laughs> last grown up question okay <clears throat> what metrics should a business pay attention to on social email any type of marketing that they're that they're um doing Yes. I'm most curious about because you mentioned networking. So I think about in-person networking. Is there a metric
1: for that? I don't think so. I think networking is a lot of planting seeds, okay, and, and waiting for the flowers to bloom.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think you have to be intentional, intentional, intentional about what you do yeah. in networking. So like the places you show up and how many people you're meeting. So yeah. like have some objectives and goals for yourself mm-hmm. around how many one-on-ones you're setting up with people each week, how many new connections you've made. I think those are probably metrics that are more objectives than anything, not necessarily results. I think results when it comes to networking is really more around just trust. (laughs) Like trust that you've planted the seeds and that something's going to come from it. Okay. Yeah. So as far as other metrics, like I think it completely depends on your objectives. Okay. And what you're, like, actually doing on those marketing channels. Okay. So, like, if if you are, you, ha- you have to be aligned with your objectives and what you're measuring, right? So if you are thinking that social media is going to drive sales for you, but you're only posting about how great your brand is, and you're not actually doing sales-oriented kind of posts, mm-hmm. like those don't match (laughs) right yeah so if you're you're the the metrics that you're going to be looking at as far as conversions Mm -hmm. doesn't match the content that you've put out there right I think you have to first know what your objectives are and what you're actually doing on those platforms but obviously like the basics are impressions engagement so liked commented shared on social um and then email is open rate, so what percentage of people on your list actually opened your email, mm-hmm. what percentage actually clicked on links in your email, that kind of stuff. Okay. It's, it's hard to give an answer to that without being very specific.
0: Is there any specific metrics on a website that someone should be looking at? Um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And let's say, I don't know, let's just say it's like an e-commerce site, right, that's selling a specific product, just to get really, like, specific, because I can't, if I give you general information, it makes it hard. So, let's just say it's someone that's selling a specific product. Um, I guess, what kind of metrics should they be looking at on their
1: site? So, I would be looking at how many visits, Mm -hmm. unique visits you've gotten on the page where the product is. What
0: does that mean, unique visits?
1: So... Not necessarily the same person coming back okay. multiple times, right? Like Got distinct it. people coming to visit the page. Okay. How long they're staying on the page, mm-hmm. and then how many sales have you made from that product in a time frame versus that traffic that you're seeing, mm. right? Okay. Also, I think it's really helpful to look at refer like referring sites. So where are people oh, coming from? Yeah. to get to you. Yeah. Um. Hopefully you're doing your own campaigns and that's driving a lot, but it's also helpful to know if they're getting to you from some other way.
0: Right. That's true. And then,
1: um, and then bounce. Well, I I said, bounce. Yeah. I did say bounce. Did I say bounce? I can't remember. I
0: think you said how long they stay on the page, but. Yeah. That's bounce. Yeah. 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 Okay. I see. So. Sometimes it's not always, I think a lot of times we focus on conversions, but conversions can mean so many different things. It depends on what a conversion is. Like a, yeah, like a conversion for me could be someone opting into my email list. Yeah. Whereas for someone else that's selling a product, it could be someone actually buying. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, it could be somebody filling out your contact form. Yeah. That could be a a conversion. Like,
0: Yeah. And I think that's the thing we have to think about, too, is also separating marketing from sales.
1: Yeah, yeah, but a lot of marketing, the point of marketing is to drive sales for a that's lot of true.
0: people. That's true, but so if someone fills out the form... Right in terms of marketing, like maybe the marketing drove them there, but we have no control over what happens. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's
1: yes. that's right. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So if you don't get that sale, that's not on your marketing peeps. That's
1: right. <laughs> Thank you. That is that is on your. <laughs> I sales. see where you're going. With yeah, this now. I'm like yes. that's
0: that's on your sales people. Like we drove the people to you. They filled out the form. They did everything you wanted to we do. Got them there. And you called you or yeah. you and you didn't call them back, or you called them back and the person was kind of rude, or you know, mm-hmm. so. We have no control what happens after mm-hmm. the conversion. Yeah. In turn, well, a marketer doesn't have control right. over what happens after that's the right. conversion.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's an interesting conversation to have with clients. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 okay. Well, this has been fun.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm um. So, if you didn't take anything from this, you probably need to listen to this episode again because it's packed full of information. Um, to help you get started. And then if you have gotten started or in a, you're kind of stuck, reach out to, reach out to Katie for sure. Um, so what questions do you have for me? Do you have any questions?
1: Yeah. So my question was, you know, relatively new business for you mm-hmm. guys, right? You're now full time mm-hmm. in your business. Mm-hmm. What is your biggest struggle with marketing? In your business. My
0: biggest struggle with marketing. Um I guess communicating people the communicating to people the value of podcasting. Mm, yeah. Because a lot of people view it kind of as this new thing. It's not. It's been around for a minute. Yeah. Um, Pat Flynn was one of the first yes. podcasters. Passive, yeah.
1: smart passive income. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um so I think we've had just over the last several years kind of When the pandemic hit, um, there's been like this big uptick in terms of podcasts coming out and then podcast listeners. And so um, there's just been this big boom of podcasting and people don't truly understand the point of it. They're like, I don't get it. Like, I just talk on the microphone. It's like, well, you could legitimately make it a business. You could use it as part of your marketing strategy. Um, You know, so view it almost as like another marketing medium, really. Um, I, th- so
1: I think of it as another just way to generate content. Yeah. It's just another piece of content to support yeah. your marketing efforts. Right. Like, yeah. Instead of writing a blog article, you could have a podcast. Yeah.
0: And in my opinion, podcasting is the one piece of, or one, like I guess marketing tactic, whatever you want to call it, that has the biggest ROI because you can literally take like this podcast episode we're doing mm-hmm you can create so many reels from it so many short form oh, videos yeah. you can upload this entire video to youtube you can take certain segments out put it in your email marketing you can put it on social like i can't think of any other type of marketing or any other like i don't i don't know of anything else that you can do that's going to give you that much yeah. return on that one piece of content yes. so Agreed. Yeah. Agreed.
1: And in a format that's much more engaging than yeah. the word for a lot of people.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So that's been the hardest struggle is getting people to understand that. And I think the reason for that is because there's so many bad podcasts.
1: Well, it's probably also similar to social media. Right? Yeah. Where people feel like everybody, if somebody's skeptical about podcasting, they're probably thinking, well, everybody has something to say
0: yeah right that's everybody, true. everybody
1: feels like they have something to say, yeah we see them doing it on social media. How's podcasting any different yeah, right, right. That's probably where it's coming from, would be my guess
0: yeah no you're you're completely right, they're just out here podcasting with no strategy. You still have to have a strategy yes. for podcasting, yeah. so
1: you should yeah. have a strategy for everything you do in your business, like there needs to be intention and reason, mm-hmm.
0: absolutely and reflection, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, so yeah. That's that's probably probably the biggest struggle with the photography piece. Most of the time, we do branding shoots and headshots. That's pretty self explanatory. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going through a rebrand. I need some updated pictures, or oh, I haven't updated my headshot in ten years. Um, I need a new one. Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah. easy to sell on. But podcasting is more of a long term thing. So, yeah. so yeah, that's a big struggle.
1: Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Hmm. Anything else? No. No? Okay. I'm good. Last question. (laughs) I'm going to say, imagine that you've just won a Grammy. Okay. Or do you want to win an Emmy? I don't care. Okay. Imagine that you've just won (laughs) won a Grammy. What would you say in your thank you speech?
1: Um, I would say that I'm not particularly special, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? Like... There's nothing that I've done that nobody else has done before, probably. Mm -hmm. It's just that um, I kept going. And when I felt like I couldn't keep going, I had people who loved me enough to, to keep cheering me on. And thank you to them.
0: I love that. I love that. Making it not about yourself, but about the people. Well, thank you again.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. I enjoy it.
0: Um, where can people find you if they want to contact you, reach out to you, whatever?
1: Well, my website. Okay. Kibber and Co. K-I-B-B-E-R-A-N-D-C-O dot com. Okay. Um, that's probably the best way. I have a contact form there. But you can also find me on social. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Kibber and Co. Okay. You send me a DM. Cool. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, it has been great for this episode of the Canyon Studios podcast. Once again here with Katie. Um if you didn't get anything out of this podcast or you didn't take any notes or whatever, go and listen to it again. Uh <laughs> That's all I have to tell you. Try, try again. <laughs> yeah. Try again. Um thank you again. I appreciate you being here sharing your uh wisdom with us. You're welcome. Thank you. Um for absolutely be sure to like subscribe and share this with five people i don't care if you share it on social share it on text however you want to share it share it with five people if you found value in this or just share it with five business owners um once again thank you for tuning in to the canyon studios podcast until next time i am your host chiani we'll talk to you later
1: that's a wrap that's a
0: wrap